Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast, where we talk about racing games, esports and sim racing. I'm Tom and on today's episode, joining us is Lindsay Eckhaus. She is the Director of Licensing, E-Commerce and Esports at McLaren Racing. Based in working at the McLaren Technology Centre, Lindsay is responsible for the licensing of McLaren vehicles within games or other exciting digital projects and the McLaren Shadow Esports team. In our conversation, we talk about McLaren's mindset and vision for digitally native consumers and how racing esports, racing games, and even non-racing games fit in that. We also touch upon, in particular, this season's F1 Esports Series Pro Championship, which at the time of this episode releasing, the team is leading. And also things like Rocket League, the Logitech G Challenge, and which projects McLaren chooses to be involved with or not, as the case might be. So stay tuned, and I'll see you on the other side. So, Lindsay Eckhouse, Director of Licensing and E-Commerce and Esports at McLaren Racing. Pleasure to speak to you today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's it's our pleasure. And uh, hopefully today we can have a good conversation about uh, McLaren's involvement in the virtual world, if that's okay. Yeah, so, favorite topic. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you've been, I believe, uh, at McLaren Racing for uh, just over 18 months, if that's correct. Um, so far, what's it like? And if you could just briefly explain your day-to-day activities. Sure, yeah, it's been it's been an exciting um, 18 months or so, maybe a little bit longer. My day-to-day really varies. Um, so I look after two departments. One is the licensing department, which covers consumer products licensing, content licensing. The other is, is esports and gaming, which is where I know we'll focus, which is our McLaren yeah. Shadow brand. Um, and and sort of our F1 esports team that sits within that. So it really completely changes depending on the time of the year and the day, if we have a race that weekend in one of our series or not. Um, but typically I'm, I'm sort of focused on, you know, how do we build out different consumer products programs across McLaren Shadow? I'll speak specifically to my McLaren Shadow um, kind, of, kind of responsibility. Uh, we're looking at how do we ensure that we continue to stay competitive in F1 esports and how do we create the right environment for our um, pro team to compete there. Mm. We ensure our Logitech McLaren G Challenge, which is our grassroots platform in sim racing. How do we ensure that that reaches as many people as possible with an effort to really grow the category of sim racing more broadly? Um And then ultimately, how do we make McLaren Shadow a gaming and lifestyle brand? And there's a myriad of ways to do that. And and unfortunately, I'm working with some great agencies and some great um, people on the team uh, to help us get there. So that's kind of a high-level synopsis. That sounds extremely varied and very busy. (laughs) It's fun, for sure. Yeah. Well, it sounds it. Uh, So on a grand level, then, before we unpack that and go into some of the details it seems like the virtual world for mclaren racing is important it's maybe one of the key pillars is that a fair assessment yeah definitely so we were one of the first teams not the first team to embrace esports um from a formula one perspective i think zach saw an opportunity to really engage the next generation of fan which which is certainly sort of the goal and I think as we've gotten into it, we've realized there's this real confluence of virtual world meets real world, right? It's the yep. only video game where it's incredibly realistic um, to the real life experience of, of F1 racing. So 
there's an amazing amount of a fan engagement, but also potentially driver development, right? That we can build through this sort of esports gaming angle with F1 and then Codemasters the game. So so that's really exciting. And, and I think Zach saw that super early on. Yeah, it's good that um, a well-established racing company is involved and now Rodcars, obviously, but, you know, is involved in uh the grass the start the beginning the nascent stages of hopefully what is um a whole new strand of sport through racing esports uh before we touch on the f1 esports season and logitech g challenge which has recently been uh, revealed again for the 2022-23 season i wanted to touch on uh, the licensing that you that you work on there are you involved in making sure mclaren products are in video games Yes, yes. So how how our team is set up is um, I'm on obviously on the racing side. I have a, a counterpart in a sister business, which is the automotive side of the business. So they're covering right. all in-game licensing for the cars, the supercars themselves. If there's any place where McLaren Racing shows up or any yep. of our drivers show up, yes, that's that's my team's responsibility. Yeah. So during the launch season launch for McLaren Racing, where you had like the Formula One livery and Extreme E Team and IndyCar, and there was McLaren Shadow mentioned as well. But mm-hmm. uh, the, also the MCL 36 this year's Formula One car was in like Roblox, for example. Yep. So is that something that you're involved in? And is that showcasing that uh, McLaren is also trying to reach this uh, di- digital audience and expand the horizons for the for the McLaren Racing? Yeah, so that was a project um, that came through myself and, and the team. Um, the thinking being, you know, in the spirit of, of pioneering, which is one of our sort of core brand attributes, let's figure out how we can continue to push the boundaries and, and be first um, from a F1 perspective. So we engaged in a conversation with the gang, which was the developers and, and Roblox, to ultimately launch the car inside their platform. And the whole kind of ethos behind it was really fan first. So how can we allow the fans that are already using Roblox or new fans to come into Roblox to drive the MCL 36 before even Lando or Danny do this year and to sort of experience our McLaren Technology Center, which is our headquarters in, in Woking, yeah. um, sort of experience it in a fun way inside the platform. And so it was great in that it was an event. It was a short period of time. We were able to launch the car, obviously, inside the metaverse and inside this video game. Um, but then fans could actually drive the car in a number of different existing experiences inside Roblox. So Jailbreak, as an example, um, hosted the car. And I think why we were so excited about something like that is certainly, as I said before, being kind of the first and, and, and trying something yeah. new. But secondly, absolutely, it's all about engaging that sort of next generation of fan and that digital nascent fan. So the ones that are probably getting into F1 through touch points like F1 Esports, through Drive to Survive, through playing yep. video games um, versus through watching linear television. So it's a whole different audience that we're able to engage with. Yeah, and it's also uh, it's quite an engaging way of launching to reach that new audience, right? So you might have the, the Dydenable McLaren Racing fans already watching a live stream of a, of a livery reveal, but also... Yeah, someone who's coming at it from a different angle can experience it within Roblox, for, for example. Exactly. That what? was exactly the point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's quite interesting to me and hopefully our audience too. Uh, what's the main challenge when it comes to 
working with the licensing from a current racing because if you rewound several years there was the yearly official formula one game now the formula one license is actually available in many other places like there are mobile titles there's a manager game now mm -hmm. is that does that add to the workload um it, it definitely keeps us busy um but we're super supportive of formula one embracing that space um yeah. they brought in talent um from a front office perspective as well that that comes from gaming um the new MD of commercial comes from Activision Blizzard. So it's obviously a real opportunity um, in, in that area, um, as do we. So my um, experience prior to McLaren Racing was um, first the NFL, and then after that I was with a, a big esports team out of Berlin called G2 Esports. So definitely see huge value in gaming and esports audiences. I think our biggest challenge in the space is, in a great way, discerning which opportunities to take advantage of and which ones we actually should put pause on. Uh, we have finite resources, you know, we are a race team at our core, so have to focus on the core business for the most part, and then um, figure out really what areas will be most impactful for us to embrace kind of off the track. And that, that applies to the gaming world as well. So when we're talking to different publishers, um, it's really about who are their audiences? Um, how does that game align with our brand values, with our audience, or expand on our audience and us theirs? And then, and then it's sort of a conversation of what can we bring to life that's exciting, a little unexpected, maybe disruptive, and and really fun. So ultimately, again, looking at that fan, how do we kind of engage them in an exciting, surprising way? I see. So it's not just necessarily saying uh, yes to everything or trying to get McLaren racing everywhere. It's what's the right fit for the business and how yeah. it is directly relatable. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, the, there's a, a balance, um, we believe, in terms of ensuring we show up in the right places versus a little bit overextending the brand to just be everywhere um, because we still want to be uh, premium we still want to be kind of perceived as this very pioneering kind of technolo technologically led brand, but, you know, show up in areas that you wouldn't expect. Um, so so this past year, we also had a, a separate tie up with Rocket League. So yes. not a racing game, but, you know, still um, they, they have a Formula One package inside the game where you can get a bunch of the cars. And we had our Miami special livery um, that celebrated some of the actual apparel capsule we dropped around the Miami Grand Prix uh, in-game. And, and again, it was just a different way to show up in, a, in an unexpected way. So quite different than the Roblox execution but um, and, and different than what any other team ultimately did, but still still a fun way to engage the audience. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, Rocket League's a fascinating one, I think, because more and more uh, licensed sports and car manufacturers are actually involved in that. And I think they clearly must see and McLaren Racing will see uh, value in reaching that audience. It's a nice entry point into driving vehicles, I think. Um, and you mentioned there that the Miami livery was in there. So before we just hop on to F1 Esports, which we'll, we'll cover in a second, I just wanted to ask as well, in the Formula 1 game, F122, the recent, uh, the current livery for Singapore and Japan was actually added into the game as well. So was that something that was fun to work on? Yeah, super fun. I mean, working with partners like OKX is is really exciting because they are constantly trying to sort of supercharge everything and push the boundaries of of how they show up with us um, and in all of our touch points and how they sort of help us expand our brand and flex into the right areas. Um, 
And so the livery itself was mega. I mean, hopefully you agree with that, but yeah, first um, then, yeah, then being able to bring it from, you know, the night sort of lights in the Singapore circuit. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice time in it's timely and relevant. And um, yeah, like I said before already a bit more engaging, something, something that's a little uh, interesting and different. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the, that livery that we've just talked about is also going to be used by the F1 Esports Series Pro Team, I believe, for the fourth, fifth, and sixth races of the season. Yep. So the season so far is going very well. As we record, McLaren racing top of the team standings, which is all important. Uh, and Lucas Blake is uh, leading the driver's standings as well. So this year, you've got, like I say, Lucas has joined the team alongside Barry. You've also got Wilson Hughes. So what's the thinking behind this new fresh lineup? It's really how, how do we put together the, the right team to, to ultimately win F1 esports? That's the goal, be at the yep. front of the grid and, and win, win championships. Um, and uh, we work with Veloce uh, very closely to, to sort of manage the team. They, they do most of that um, sort of on the ground management um, with us. And then we work alongside them to build access points into the broader racing team, ensure that they have um, the right support infrastructure around them boot camp, you know, capabilities, et cetera, et cetera, so that we ensure um, the best performance possible. So really, really pleased with the with the outcome so far. I mean, it's only one, you know, event that we've had. We have we have a lot more racing to go. Yeah, so last season, McLaren Racing was sixth in the team standing, but so far, like we said, they're so good. Let's hope that uh, continues. And that must be, yeah, it must be very pleasing so far. Um, Right back to the start of the year when the whole McLaren team racing launch happened, which we've already mentioned, there was a section about McLaren Shadow within the main reveal event. So does that highlight the importance of the F1 Esports Series Pro uh, to McLaren? Absolutely. We, we always look at um, our our different race series as, as we're actually competing in five. So you've, you've got the crown jewel, right, F1. Um, F1 Esports is one of the race series that we always talk about. You've got Extreme, the all-electric race series with a male-female driver pairing. You've got IndyCar, which is our big footprint in, in the States. And then now you have Formula E, which is a newer series that we've entered into. Um, so, so all of those together are incredibly important to the overall McLaren racing portfolio and, and to the business. And Esports is, is plays just as big of a role. So we are you know, launching the car alongside all of the rest of them, like you saw this year. We're always talking about how we elevate the profile of the F1 esports drivers and then the shadow team, you know, within all of the other race teams. And it is our, at the end of the day, our core esports platform. Mm. So we are a race team. Um, you know, I'm sure other teams, or I've seen other teams go into Rocket League or, or different games. For us right now, F1 Esports is that core foundation that gives us really authenticity to speak to that esports and gaming audience. I see, yes, because what I was going to ask next is, obviously, at the minute, very successful in F1 Esports so far, but any ambitions or goals to enter other sim racing related competitions at the minute? Do you know, when when I joined the business, we competed in a, in a handful of sim racing leagues. Um and at the end of the day, we looked at kind of the impact on the business, the impact on fan creation, 
um, and, and fan acquisition engagement. And F1 Esports just far and away um, outperformed the other series that at the time we competed in. So we divested of those other series and really focused efforts, you know, on F1 Esports specifically. As we move forward, um, we're really evaluating a couple different things, but they all have to deliver for the brand and the business. And that means engage our fans, offer something that we don't already have. So they wouldn't necessarily need to be exactly like F1 Esports or Sim Racing. I see. But also, I'm, you know, I'm not convinced we have to um, have another pro esports team, right, to stay relevant in the space. Mm. Potentially there's other ways for us to do that. So that's why working with partners like Logitech on the grassroots side of, of sim racing is is brilliant. It gives us sort of that top of funnel kind of fan engagement mechanism. And then bottom of the funnel, most avid fans are watching our F1 esports product at the end of the day. And, and all of that still allows us to be very authentic in how we speak to that sort of sim racing or broader gaming audience. So it's a constant evaluation, but not one that we have any definite decisions in yet. Yeah, I see. So you're seeing how the market evolves and the space evolves and it, if it's right, a right fit. And by the minute, it's very focused. And that's hopefully then resulting as well in uh, some better results, I guess. Maybe if you spread yourselves too thin, that can always be a risk. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned their Logitech G Challenge. So Logitech G Challenge is back 22. Uh, there are, let's just touch upon that briefly, if that's okay. So I believe there are four regions, qualifying and knockouts underway. Anyone can enter if they've registered and meet the criteria on a set of course of competizione. Mm-hmm. And it culminates in the finals on the 19th of March, 2023. So um, what's thinking about uh, the competition this year and uh, why is McLaren Racing back in such a yeah, format? Yeah, we've revamped the, the format a little bit this year to focus much more on participation versus performance. Um, right. So the whole kind of purpose of the Logitech McLaren G Challenge is is really just get as many people to trial sim racing and just to see if they're into it as possible. And I think in previous years, we had delivered really great you know programs with Logitech it was just very much more about performance and speed at the end of the day versus just trying your hand and participation. And I think that's a really big shift actually is it's getting as many people just to try it out as possible and have fun with it. So we have Lando kind of as the face of the, of the LMGC, you know, Logitech have uh, a variety of different relationships that they inject into the experience as we go. So it's meant to be really fun, test your hand, um, and see if you have what it takes to race somebody like Lando. I do not. I'm incredibly bad, actually. <laughs> well, <getting> well said. <laughs> but it's, I still have fun trying, right? And I think that's that's the, the beauty of it, and that's why we continue to be so excited to work with Logitech in a platform like this. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're right there. It is a key shift because in the prior years, there's been these big Logitech G uh, competitions where I think, was it Igor, Igor Fraga won once and he got the F1 simulator drive for a year or something like this. But this is more, not let's not find the ultimate next huge fastest driver in the world, let's say, but let's try and widen the, the audience perhaps and get more people involved and exactly. create more of a community spirit, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. I think the sh- the big shift that that you'll see is is the community led approach, the participation approach, fan first approach. And to be fair, I think that's one of the big points of difference about McLaren Racing more broadly is 
we really think about the fan as one of our key stakeholders and, and arguably our first stakeholder that we're always kind of thinking about as we look at what's the next race series to go into, why does it make sense, or how do we kind of show up in different video games, or how do we figure out which esport we want to participate in. It's how do we build that community and continue to engage that fan base around that. And, and that's one of the things that attracted me to join the business initially. And it's it's definitely a huge focus that we have as we go into every separate kind of initiative. Well, it seems interesting and we'll be watching closely and, and hope it's a success with many people competing. And I know there are some nice uh, Logitech and cash prizes up for grabs as well as nice uh, incentives. Yes. Um, I would just want to touch upon two two things. I know uh, I don't want to keep you keep you too long. I know you're very busy, and it's right at the start of the day. But uh, the McLaren Shadow Studio, um, that's in the McLaren Technology Center, right? Is that where you're based um, in the MTC? Yes. So I sit there. That's my um, that's my office. It's, it's not inside the studio, but but very okay, close right. by actually. You're um, not sat on a sim rig working. I'm not sat on a sim <laughs> working day in, day out, um, although that would probably be more fun um, sometimes. <laughs> um, but no, the, the Shadow Studio was, was a really big focus for us um, earlier this year. Uh, we sort of launched it as this physical footprint that just demonstrated our commitment to the kind of gaming and esports space. So we use it as a boot camp location for our, our pro team, our F1 esports shadow team. We also have um, a lot of our race engineers within F1 like to come in and play around on it and actually figure out, you know, can they learn anything new about different tracks by just being on the sim rig and, and, and racing in F1, the F1 game. Um, we have a whole host of our um, employees internally, our partners um, use the space to sort of engage mm. their, their clients or just kind of have fun and have a go. And then also it's it's sort of the, the content heartbeat you know, system to McLaren Shadow. So a lot of our content comes from there. When Lando's maybe in engineering inside the office, he'll come into the studio and stream from there for a couple hours at time. So it just serves as this kind of constant content generation house for us to really build our content arm within McLaren Shadow specifically. Yeah, it seems like um, a hands-on approach and like you say, their physical presence within the lauded MTC app. Um, so that's also a nice step forward for sim racing. Um, I just wanted to finish with a, a wider point, and which is obviously, as you mentioned, you previously worked at the NFL and then G2. And G2 Esports is big in, yes, they have a sim racing and Rocket League involvement, but also CSGO and League of Legends. Now, these esports events are ginormous. So just generally, where do you think uh, sim racing esports fits in and how could it grow to be even bigger uh, in the next few years? That's quite a big question to end on there. Apologies. It is a big question, but I like it. <laughs> I think I think the biggest difference is sim racing esports is so like the real life mm. sport that it really allows people to experience what it is like to be in an F1 car kind of from the comfort of their home or the comfort of wherever they are. With League of Legends and Counter-Strike, I hope you can't do that in real life. Um, maybe yeah, that's <laughs> you can, but it's quite dangerous and, yeah. and we don't want to see that. Um, no. And I think that's the big difference. And so when you're thinking of why League of Legends is potentially so big, there's no other place to see that happen. 
versus F1, the game is so like the real life product that there are other places to see that happen. But then the benefit of that and opportunity that that offers is the participation and the sort of test your hand, see what it's like to drive around, you know, spa or some of these, you know, incredibly historic tracks and circuits around Mm. the world. Um, And that's where I think F1's done a really good job to start to lean into that a little bit more um, and to showcase that. And then they've built other tangents around games. So the the manager game is a good example of how they're extending into new new spaces from an F1 standpoint. So it's not just about sim racing. It can be about everything else because actually Formula One, yes, is about what happens on the track, which is, you know, a huge percentage of that is the driver. But a lot of that is actually the engineering and the team behind the car creation and the car build. And so F1 Manager allows you to kind of pull that together. I see. Yeah, that would be interesting if that can be integrated somehow with future iterations and maybe some online connectivity as well and competitions. Because, uh, yeah, weirdly, in Football Manager world, there are actually esports competitions with that as well. So, mm. yeah, I think I think that's very interesting. And you made an excellent point there that, um, yeah, you can actually watch real Formula 1. It can be very similar to F1 esports, so there's a challenge there. But the crossover is also a benefit. Cool. Exactly. Well, Lindsay, thank you very much for your time. I know you're very busy, but I wish you and McLaren Racing all the best with the remaining F1 Esports Series Pro races and also any virtual initiatives like the Logitech G Challenge. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. Well, thank you very much, Lindsay, for her time, but also the McLaren Racing team that were able to help put this interview together. Really appreciate all the help. Hopefully that was an insightful listen for you all and how McLaren Racing isn't necessarily going, yes, we want McLaren Shadow to be in every single competition. We're going to pick and choose what works and what aligns with our brand values. Just a quick plug, if you'd like to listen to more episodes in the future, it really helps us out if you subscribe and rate on Apple Podcasts, follow and rate on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode covering the unique indie racing title, Inertial Drift. Keep it pinned.